What's up, y'all? Welcome to WWT Live, the Friday edition Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. We're going to be talking about Trish Stratus. We're going to be talking about people having babies. We're going to be talking about people not having babies. We're going to be talking about people selling their shares. All that and more coming up next. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Red Velvet, from straight out of your mama's kitchen, doing what I do best, stirring it up. And you are now watching Women's Wrestling Talk. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Women's Wrestling Talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad. I am here. I am not alone. He is he is back from Jamaica. I think, well, he's back from Jamaica on Wednesday, but we weren't together on Wednesday, so we are together now. Go forward. Go forward. Go forward. Go forward. Go forward. Hey, professor, how you Go doing? Forward. How you doing? Go forward. Go forward. This is still hilarious to me. Go forward. Like, <laughs> this is absolutely How's hilarious. It going? How's it going? How's it going? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It has been um it's been a whirlwind week, man. Like it's just been so many things happening. And so uh, I am in a strong place of high levels of gratitude um, because a lot of good things are happening. A lot of good things are happening. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I don't know if you guys got to say happy birthday to Dylan because I wasn't on on Wednesday, but happy belated birthday to our unofficial official producer, Dylan. Um, I guess. Stomach virus. I didn't. I hope you didn't have a stomach virus when you were, when you were, um, <laughs> when you were, when you were uh, on your birthday. Uh oh. Little you professor say hi. Is back? again. Yes. Again. Yes. I told you Mommy, about this. Son. I, I won't. I won't hear it. Here, you want to hear it? Yes. Here, you can hear. Now you have to say hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Good. <laughs> say hi, Miss TK. Well, since I have a surprise, a big announcement, but I can't tell you. So for real question, I am Jawar Bonner. Since I go to what up, but instead of that speaking of that, I set a pin that pokes somebody and makes somebody hurt. And speaking of that, I meant stuff to the show. Since I'm into the show, I pin it up. I pin it all the way up and then it goes down because it went of the ace. Because it's the wall fall, because it's that. And then Stormy Creature Jewel Bonner does so many things because I did throw on Happy Birthday Day because. Up to birthdays, somebody's birthday will be to me my birthday, somebody's birthdays, or a much more hug this hand rocks. But hi guys, because yeah. I stand, yeah. I can't so for real Jawar Bonner because Jawar Bonner do so kind of things. Yes, because mommy is okay, mommy's at work and Thank says you. because they know. 
Okay, the wish then you walk the bus down on the show. Big up big anyways. Meanwhile, since I went to there to want to eat. Want to eat. We are okay. Thank you. I'm in show. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you very much. All right, we'll see you. Be good. Okay. All right. I am. Thank you. <laughs> go, go forward, son. Bye. We close the store again. Sheesh. Excuse me. Well, uh, well then, while uh, uh, Professor uh, Professor Bonner <laughs> deals with little Professor, uh, he's back with us as well. Said he said in the building, what's good? What's good? That was a word. I got chills. <laughs> I got chills. That's how you cut a promo. I don't need to be on the show anymore. But can we just wrap it up? That was amazing. That was amazing. Professor, how old is your son? Because that, that was amazing. Very well spoken. Very passionate. Conviction in his speech. Amazing. How can we talk news after that? There, there's literally... Yo! Oh my gosh. And then to put his pops over and say, make sure you behave. Like, that's... Yeah, I think the yeah, echoes, think on, echoes sense on sense and, and, and oh there. Let's uh let me fix that. Spawners are like, Bonners okay, are we like, need to hurry okay, up. We need I don't know how long I don't know how long it's gonna be. Do I sound clear? You sound, you sound, but we keep, but hearing, we keep hearing ourselves, ourselves with, you. with you. Oh, yeah, it's definitely not me because I just bumped in. That's weird. All right, I'll be right back. All right, well, while All we're right, waiting well, for Sed to uh, go forward and come back, what is our first story? Who we got? Who we got up first? Well, uh, Trish Stratus has spoken. Um, we've not really seen her for quite some time. And uh, of course, the last time we saw her was at Payback, uh, the pay-per-view where she was in a steel cage match against Becky Lynch. Well, uh, she recently spoke with Chris Van Vliet during the premiere of the Iron Claw movie. Of course, that's the movie about the Von Erics. And um, there is where we're starting to get some degree in terms of whether or not this is the last time we've seen her. So she did say that uh, she came back specifically for WrestleMania and then heel Trish came alive and then it just kept going. She said, I got to do things that I didn't get to do before, such as a ladder match, going to Saudi Arabia, a cage match. She was able to dip her toes into the current landscape. And she's now giving some thought about becoming an eight time champ, which means perhaps one more opportunity at the championship. Of course, uh, her 
uh, mentee, you can call her, uh, Zoe Stark, will be getting a shot at the world championship at Survivor Series, which, oddly enough, is the place place where where Trish Trish first captured captured her first world championship 22 years ago. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting to see uh, this idea that maybe Trish could come back for one more title opportunity. That's what it looks like at this point. Um, before we get into that, shout out to Dylan in the chat, JD, uh, Jeffrey, cousin Ron, um, shout out to all you Bosa in the chat as well. Um, I mean, I'm for anything, Trish. I I feel like this is uh, just as far as the adulting, uh, she left WWE, but then she opened a yoga studio, blah, blah, blah. She's just stayed in shape. So when it is time for her to come back or the option for her to come back, she was in good enough shape to do it. Um, Whether she could keep up with the likes of like Aria Ripley and stuff like that, that's a different beast. Um, But I mean, this is the great thing about it being sports entertainment. I'm for the delivering of the fantasy and why not? Yeah. You know, I think it's a possibility set. Yeah, so um, I guess we're talking about Trish becoming eight-time champion. Some of her comments at the Iron Claw um, movie premiere, mm-hmm. which I didn't think that that would be the end of Trish Stratus once everything buttoned up with Zoe and all the likes. I thought it would be more likely than anything that she would get another title run in this era, just because she did have to lean into a heel role. And I, like I think I mentioned it on a Wednesday show, we can't just have Lita coming back picking superstars and we don't button that up somehow. That's just strange to me. But in regards to who, um, I think in Rhea's orbit, it probably would be a little bit too much. But like on the SmackDown side of things or even on the NXT side of things, there's a lot of things she can do to help elevate both cards and a lot of the women in that division. I can see a program with uh, Tiffany Stratton, Lyra, some of those people in NXT. And for her to get another uh, big belt reign, I think it would behoove them to do that while she's still has the schedule, still has the level of fitness, and even all the likes to be able to, even the desire just to want to compete. Jax, I can't keep doing this. Excuse me, guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, your mic was um, great. Um, is my mic still um, bad? It was. It, it was, was good, and then it, was it went. Good, and then it went. Now I'm hearing myself. Now again. I'm hearing myself again. Okay, let me. Um, that's weird. And this is this is why I be in the streets right here. Come home, and there's problems. So uh, just be outside. But let me um remedy this. And again, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. So while we're waiting, <laughs> while we're waiting for everybody. Uh, to go forward and come back in. Um, yeah, JD is hearing a bit of echo. I mean, I'm assuming you guys are not hearing echo now. Um, <laughs> professor needing a locksmith, possibly. Um, <laughs> the ratings. <laughs> tell us a story. Yeah, JD, I don't know what story you want me to tell, but I have plenty of stories. Um, but with that being said, um, I think Bosa said um, Trish is obviously in good shape for her age. She gave us a 20-minute women's steel cage match with the man, which is really good. So that means that she can go. And the whole thing, too, what I was saying um, 
and I think you might have said it, Bosa, that she is contracted. Oh, you said it, Dylan. Trisha is contracted to Raw, so she's not a free agent. I mean, technically, but again, this is the great thing with, um, oh, a, a little professor has gone forward. Uh, this is the great thing. <laughs> this is the great thing with uh, sports entertainment. At the end of the day, you know, she's she's doing her bad girl tour. She's all over the place. She was just in Texas, et cetera. Um, technically, because she's with Raw doesn't mean that she has to stay with Raw. Um, you know, it's WWE. They can make up their own rules. That's, that's, that's the great thing about being a part of sports entertainment. So anything is possible with that. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. I guess the question is for you, Professor, <laughs> um, who, when Trish Stratus comes back, because she did put it in the air that she just definitely wants an, another championship, which is possible. I think uh, mainstream media wise, it's a good look. Who do you think would be, or yeah, who do you think would be a good challenger for her to get that? And then you're also looking at the position of Rhea Ripley as well. You know, I think there are a lot of opportunities, and I think one of those could be EO Sky. Can you imagine a Trish Stratus EO Sky match? Like that would be nuts, or even the returning Kyrie Sane, Asuka. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, it seems like SmackDown is the space for her to be able to go and find that um, and really kind of give us what it is that we would be looking for in that particular space. Uh, they do have, uh, between Raw and SmackDown, they do have the deeper roster on SmackDown, I think, for, for women. And I think there are a lot of ideas in terms of matches that she could have that we would just kind of lose it on. You know, her and EO, I think, would be incredible. Again, there's not been uh, an official leader return for Lita to kind of button up what happened between her and Trish. The good thing is that Trish, you could argue she's the best comeback that we've had in the sport in terms of being in phenomenal shape, you know, mm -hmm. having to do things around her to protect her legacy, but actually her extending her legacy in some pretty amazing ways. So mm -hmm. I, I'm for this. And I think, again, having an EO situation would be amazing. An Asuka, uh, a Kyrie, you know, some spaces that she's not been in before. I like it. I like it. Um, how are we doing on audio there? Uh... So I figured out the bug. It's actually a Chrome issue because StreamYard notified me that um, there's a bug they've had for the past hour for Android users. So mm. nothing I can do about that, which is why we got a we got clone said he said today. I'm in a different angle and, you know, we, we transport to a different part of the home. I'm for it. There, there it is. Uh, what do we get for our next one? Uh, let's see. Well, following that, congratulations are in order for the amazing Carmella. And I call her amazing because, you know, we followed her journey with her ectopic, ectoptic pregnancies and the challenges she's had with that. And so she gave birth uh, to a beautiful baby boy named Dimitri Paul yesterday. Uh, so congratulations uh, to her and to her husband, Corey Graves. You know, obviously it was a, a major challenge for her since she has dealt with several miscarriages and the like. Uh, big shout out to her because it was 60 hours in labor, which I'm just like, my goodness, that is dedication. Almost three full days in labor, but it was well worth it. 
Again, congratulations to Carmela, to Corey Graves on the birth of their beautiful baby boy, Dimitri Paul. I mean, it's not like she had a toy. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, you know, it, this whole labor situation is one of those things that I know a lot of people obviously don't want to be in labor a very long time if there's any way to prevent that. And uh, it's not exactly a painless process from what I'm told. I've never personally mm -hmm. experienced uh, labor, of course. But I think, again, it speaks to her determination, you know, after having gone through several failed pregnancies. Um, she was there to stick it out to the end. And uh, I, I applaud her for that. That is quite amazing. So congratulations to her. And again, she's a trooper, a real yeah. trooper. For sure. Um, what a lot of people don't talk about is the miscarriage situation. That's quite common. So that's one mm -hmm. of the things that um, the fact that she's sharing it with folks is like really important as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's extremely important because you're right. Um, I Miscarriages are far more common than people will uh, share. And, and so often when people endure miscarriages, people think, oh my goodness, what did I do wrong? Not realizing mm -hmm. that it is far more common uh, than not. Well, congratulations to Carmela and Corey. I'm looking forward to more TikToks. I hope this doesn't stop her TikTok train um, because she had some really great ones while she was pregnant. So I'm hoping that there's gonna be more in the future. Uh, what do we got next? Well, up next, uh, congratulations are in order for someone making a comeback, and that would be someone who had a great interview here recently. That would be Red Velvet, who made her return to AEW Wednesday night as she took on Julia Hart. It's her first match since February of this year, and she's been out as a result of injury. She went to social media to tell people just how good it feels for her to be back. She said a big thank you to everyone that played a huge role in my recovery. Thank you, Tony Khan, for being a big part of me living my dreams and making this comeback. So congratulations. And again, you guys can check out even more that she has to say on her interview right here as part of Women's Wrestling Talk, which is very, very cool. I had a chance to actually talk to her uh, Saturday night after uh, our show in Montego Bay as she was there. And it was Saturday night where she actually got the call um, to head back to AEW. So it's really exciting to see how all of these things played out in real time. Yeah, um, I, I kind of wonder with that, cause she does have a knee brace. If you kind of look closely on her left leg, she does have a knee brace on. Um, and, you know, obviously it's not for your information to give, but did she make any mention of that as far as that, um, as far as that goes and her comeback? In terms of using the brace or the injury itself? The injury itself. Yeah, she did talk a bit about the injury and, you know, I won't get into everything, but I will say that she uh, certainly is ready. She is ready, you know, and so she was pretty much prior to Saturday, just waiting for whenever the call would be, not knowing that it would be this soon. So it was really, really cool to kind of see how that all, all played out. And then said, 
Can you guys? Yeah. All right. So I kept getting muted, but um, yeah, happy to see her return from injury. It's injuries can be very daunting, and it just adds to a, another layer to a stacked division. So I do hope she gets the opportunities to actually show um, her skill set, also that she's healthy. Yeah, so she was also a special guest referee uh, at All Caribbean Wrestling's Mobe Bash Saturday night uh, in a great match, by the way, uh, a match that saw Vanessa Craven take on uh, Savannah Evans. So that was really, really dope. And, of course, you guys can check out that match on YouTube on the All Caribbean Wrestling channel. Yeah, that was a really, really great match in the, the um, guest referee as far as um, Red Velvet. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> so All right, this is it, and then don't come back in here, okay? okay. I'm doing <laughs> this is a real show that's happening. This is not a, okay. a game. But what are you gonna say? Be brief. Brief. Okay, I'm gonna I wanna show you what I'm gonna say. Super real question, Jawar Butter. Since the what Things that I did. So we say yes, but instead of yes, we say no. Because when we say no, it means nothing. Because let's say no, maybe like you have two words like fishing and much more like four wheels or a much more like excavator. So we made that. Because we go round, 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 like a semester, or what figure is? Well, whatever figures we call trucks, trolleys, trolleys, more trolleys, and trains. Then the passenger trains carry people. Instead of people trains, they can lift cargo trains. And sometimes, Sunny asses to say, wow, no way. And okay, so I did that. Thank you. So you go, uh, God, please go. And it's my birthday. So, birthday, <laughs> and much more. So, we did that. Steps, we did that. A second place. Wait, is that that? <laughs> <laughs> No way! I've never seen a TikTok crazy like crazy TikTok. But so as the guy, the guy, she hunches the grief. I pay and shark out. All right. Because it's crack, or somebody gets a bed, or somebody she get hurt. They use the hospital back. Wait, is no, that no. diapers? No that, way. That does look like daddy, but we gotta go. But that <laughs> looks like daddy has a face. Bye, thank you so much. All thank right. you so much. Thank you. Boom. I'm ready to run through a wall for little professor. Every everything that uh, little professor said is all the opinions are his. All his. All his opinions. Um, but I also want to talk about this. I'm throwing this in the mix, but I'm sure uh, we all saw this. Fellow Canadian, yeah. by the way. Um, the bunny getting released from AEW. I noticed we hadn't seen her in a while. So mm -hmm. what do you think is next? 
I was going to ask Sed to tackle that, but I think he's frozen. Um, I, you know, here here's what's so interesting about these releases that have been happening from AEW. It, I don't want to say it feels random, but it is almost like they're going under cover. Basically, it's like mm -hmm. we're not finding these out because of um, press releases. We're not finding them out even because these wrestlers are saying something on the socials. We're finding out because people are going onto their website and they're no longer on the website. So mm -hmm. it's 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 interesting. Uh, it's unfortunate because I do think she was an important part in the early goings of uh, AEW. I don't think she has been um used as well ever since and i see people mentioning that she could be a part of the upcoming tna i definitely think that's a place that could work for her um so i wouldn't be surprised if that's where she she shows up next i, I like that idea for her yeah i definitely agree we haven't seen her in a while i remember when she got signed to aw she was doing a lot more um i do uh, and maybe Bosa or whoever might know this, there was an injury prior to the lengthy stint that we didn't see her. Um, mm. But yeah, I definitely see she did. A, she had amazing work at at Impact. Now going to be called TNA or now going back to uh, TNA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> JD saying OnlyFans incoming. Um, look, however you want to make it. Um, so I mean, why why not? It uh, looks like you have something to say, uh, said. No, I, th I think JD's, he's not saying income. I think it's already here, but I agree uh, with professors that these releases kind of seem under the table and kind of out of nowhere, which is strange. And it's almost like, instead of like a press release or anything like that, notable, thanking them for their contribution, it's almost like fans find out through a backhanded way and it's like they put pressure on the company to say something about it. We saw the mm -hmm. same thing happen uh, with Sonny Kiss. A lot of people noticed that um, the bunny's profile was removed from AEW, and now you have the news cycle spiraling, wondering why. So, maybe I mean, you want to give AEW breaks because it's a young company, but there's certain things that have to be handled better publicly, uh, especially in this age of social media where news travels so fast. You want to be ahead of it. So we just, I hope this isn't a sign of how they do business to come, but I think she's somebody that will will definitely land on her feet in whatever endeavor she she goes to, whether it be TNA, whether it be modeling. I think she has a bright future ahead of her. And also to speak to that, it's kind of like, um, I think they, they're learning their lesson either way, that um, damned if you do, damned if, damned if you don't. So say they mm -hmm. do put a press release out, right? And, and I think they have done it in the past. Um, it's just kind of like people are going to ask questions. They don't put a press release press release out people are going to ask questions so i mean because even if it was the nicest press release in the world like we appreciate her for her work she's done so many good things blah 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 blah. the next question is well why hasn't she been on up until this point so um i think i think it's pr they're making they're making um a gamble whether people are going to notice or not um and i'm sure we might have missed a few i'm pretty sure, I'm sure. we might have missed a few so it's just kind of like they're 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 taking their chances with that because there's there's no way within so Sunny was released in August so now we're in November mm -hmm. there's no way in in such a short span of time that they would do the same thing over again as a mistake. 
right? It's just kind of like, yeah. you know what? If they catch it, great, we'll answer it. If they don't, there's 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 no, it's not a big deal. Part of me wonder, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, no, I was going to just say this really brief. TNA, you was bugging for that tweet because when everybody's trying to figure out why yeah. she got released, we understand her character was killed off your show, but to release that tweet in the midst of why we're figuring out, you had a lot of people thinking the worst, man. Do do better. Yeah, yeah, that was actually scary. People thought that she had actually expired and perished for real. So yeah, that's that's pretty wild. I, I will say this, there's a part of me that's also wondering if these are contracts that ran out and that, uh, in, or excuse me, that AEW just chose not to renew. Um, and and I don't know if they figured since we're not renewing, we don't really need to to talk about it. You know, I don't know. So it's it's interesting. And and again, to Sed's point, them being a young company, um, you know, they're probably trying to figure out how to navigate. They've only really made two public statements. Um, about releases and that was cody's release and cm punk's release everybody else's kind of came you know very very quietly you know so I, I think they're probably wondering how to handle that because i don't think and i say this carefully and i think the cm punk situation showed us this tony khan does not appear to be the kind of person that likes confrontation from this release or from this, mm -hmm. you know, from this aspect. So it's almost easier for a contract to run out, not be renewed. And that's it. Because technically, if someone hasn't been fired, you you know, if if you if your contract is expired, your contract's expired. If you choose not to renew it, you choose not to renew it. That's a different statement than, you know, someone has been released. So yeah, I agree. I, I, I think I, I definitely agree with that. He definitely seems like a person that's not uh, doesn't like confrontation. However, if you're going to be, uh, you know, how many followers AEW has and all that stuff. And again, that's why I think it's strategic. It's like, OK, you yeah. let the um, the the uh, the contract expire. But I think Bosa said there there already has been two two releases in three months. So it's like you let the contract expire. Yes, technically you didn't release them, you didn't fire them, any of that, any of that stuff. But then you're running the chance of somebody, you know, figuring it out and then asking you the question. The good thing yeah. is, um, like I've said in the interview with Sunny Kiss, is that when you ask him the question, he answers it. So it's kind of one of those catch twenty twos where it's just like, right. all right, where the contract ran out. We don't need to say anything. The stances, we're not going to say anything. And if people ask, then we'll answer it. Because, right. for example, we have full gear coming up next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I'm and, sure whoever asks, he's going to answer the question. And what I also think is interesting, and I don't know if this is coincidental or not, but almost every time there is a release or some element like this there's also another side of it where someone new ends up showing up so for instance we've got all this talk about her but then wednesday night we hear that mariah may 
is all elite. So, right. you know, we saw similarly with CM Punk, you know, CM Punk and then Jade and then here comes Adam Copeland, right? Mm -hmm. And the return of Brian Danielson. So I, I think it's one of those cases where, you know, people, you know, in, in the case of Tony Khan and, and, and that they like having good news to share. They're not exactly comfortable with how to share the bad news. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think there's just he's learning. what, And I don't know what the process for him learning that is. But I think that's ultimately what we're seeing. I don't I don't think yeah. I'll also say, remember, one of the things that AEW you know, early on really wanted to stress was, hey, we're not the company that just has mass releases and we're not the company that does these kinds of things. And I'm not sure that, you know, in 2019 and in 2020, when they were thinking that through, that they would think, OK, well, what happens if contracts expire and we opt not to renew them? I, I don't yeah. know that there was necessarily a thought process because, again, everything was so much. um we're not them. We're not them. We're not them, you know? So. Right. And then we also can't put it on. I know we, Tony Khan has said that he controls most of, most of the storylines, but I'm willing to believe because they do have a talent uh, team. Yes. I'm willing to believe that they have somebody who deals with press and um, sure. those are decisions that they might run past him, but I don't think that, and obviously he okays it, but as far as the angle, like I'm saying, like I said, the amount of time. So like the angle is OK, we let the contract expire and then we're not going to say anything. That's not an accident. That's whoever right. the team and or Tony Kong. And I think it's more press than anything else have decided that's what their angle is going to be. It's like, look, you've had a contract. And I think, too, if you if you from if you've dealt with contracts or being on contracts before, you know, when your contract's about to come up, like if they really want you, they're going to start throwing numbers at you months, two, three months before your contracts is up. If you are right. now asking them, hey, my contract's about to expire, what's good, what's happening, then that's never typically a good sign. So, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff in play if you're just, if you're just you know, paying attention to the people around you and stuff like that. And we don't, also don't know if Ali didn't want to be a part of it either. You know, right. whether it's, you know, storylines like, you know, I definitely think she had an amazing run at, uh, at Impact. I definitely think she mm -hmm. can still have amazing run at Impact. Impact, like we've said a billion times, as far as the women's roster is concerned, has amazing stories. And I feel like she yeah. can slide right in, especially with some previous stories that happened before she left for AEW that they can kind of pick up as, as well for diehard Impact folks. So, mm -hmm. There's a lot of things in play, but I don't think it's coincidental that how um, she got released as opposed to how other people have gotten released or let go or no longer contract renewal is an accident. There's there's that's I, I if I'm a betting person, that's just not what happened. Um, mm -hmm. What's what's Dylan saying? They um, they won't be based on history and her story with a well, something that Jeffrey said. Um, oh, Mariah, I think Mariah, oh, we will get into that. Um, but what do we have? What do we have next? And we wish the best, whatever Ali decides to do. Yes. She's an amazing person. We had an yes. interview with her a few years ago. She's she's a hustler. So we wish mm -hmm. the best for, for her, but I'm also willing to bet that she's just she's already has stuff in the in the works. So she's Gucci. Uh what do we, what do we have next? 
Well, uh, if you watched Monday Night Raw, there was significant concern around the ending of the fatal four-way match to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, I think there was a point where both Ricochet and uh, someone else were being pinned at the same time, but Ricochet's shoulder came up and it caused a a bit of confusion. Well, it is believed that this could be because Ricochet may have suffered a concussion earlier in that match. So he's currently on concussion protocol. And one of the big concerns is he has no memory of anything that happened in the match. Mm. Other than that, he's said to be feeling fine. So he is definitely in concussion protocol. The concussion is believed to have happened uh, from a Hurricane Rana spot where his head bounced off the mat. And, um, yeah, there's not a time frame right now for when he'll be able to wrestle again. But uh, certainly our concerns and well wishes are towards Ricochet. That whole concussion protocol is nothing to be played with. And the idea that he can't remember what happened in the match is very concerning. Mm-hmm. And this is why, and, I, and obviously I feel like the people who are watching this don't take that um, um stance but when people say that you know wrestling is fake and all this other stuff like this is real like the storyline is the storyline but you know almost put not almost put respect on these wrestlers and these athletes names because what they do is very dangerous um Mm -hmm. so you know this is you know we, we definitely exactly what dylan's saying positive thoughts um go out to pretty ricky um, but yeah, we hope that you know everything is uh, okay, and yeah, definitely that the memory part is not not a no bueno thing. Um, yeah. Said? No, nah, that's super scary. I, I saw some of the spots in the match, really good uh, executed match, but also it's very interesting how uh, WWE is, I guess, titling it this concussion protocol, similar to other uh, mainstream sports, NFL, NBA. But it's good that they're taking care of the wrestlers and letting them know like, Hey, let's put you on the sidelines for a bit and letting fans know, Hey, this is a serious ordeal because they take so many risks that we don't know. And are really, there's no off season. So they're banged up probably 90% of the time with no time to rest. So prayers up for Ricochet that he gets healthy. And I hope he doesn't return until he's absolutely ready because loss of memory can lead to a lot of different things that you don't want to deal with this early in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true, very true. Uh, what do we got next? You want to take this next one, said? Let's, uh, yeah, let's round wrap Robin here. So, oh, yeah. I, actually, this was a good one because we kind of talked about this in our own separate chat, but it seems like Vince McMahon is cashing out, which is very interesting. It was reported that Vince McMahon is actually selling $700 million in his shares of the WWE parent stock. Now, we know there's some news that came out from Vince. It's been a very volatile thing since the TKO, TKO partnership, but he's actually selling $8.4 million of his shares, which that's there's no light way to put it. That's a lot of shares. It's a lot of money that he's getting uh getting rid of and insisting uh, that he's no longer going to be a part of this partnership. Now, I don't know how many more shares he has on top of that, but it's very eerie to think that the WWE label brand, all of its creations will no longer exist uh, with a McMahon part of a part of this creation. But what do you guys think about basically Vince just cashing out? Is there another story coming down the pipeline or is TKO 
finding out more things unbeknownst to us that just make him impossible to be a part of this new partnership. Ooh, I want to hear what uh, Professor has to say on this one. Of course you do. Uh, what I can tell you is that apparently, you know, so you said he sold 8 million shares. Um, he actually has, uh, he's owned more than 28 million shares as of August. Oh. So putting that into perspective, you know, 8 million shares sounds like a lot, but you're selling 8 million shares and you still have 20 million shares. So he still has an investment in shares in this company. And this is why. That's, that's insane. <laughs> this is why. I need to marry a McMahon. I'm, what, am I, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's, it's important to read beyond the headlines. And this mm -hmm. is why I had the professor go first. <laughs> because mm -hmm. I already knew. There's something else. Um, I, and, and there also it is not a lot compared to the 20 that he has left. But when stuff like this happens, there's 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 something there's something afoot mm -hmm. as far as um uh oh <laughs> there is something afoot as far as you know, because if you had that in August, then what is the reasoning and the reasoning could be so many different things. So, um, you know, I, I'm thinking I heard, um, wow. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so another, another promo. Yes. Um, but yeah, when this happens, I feel like certain things, certain things happen and it could be some minor stuff. Like it could be that you're selling it to another family member. It could be, <laughs> I know Jeffrey, it could be that you're selling it to another family member. It could be that you're offloading it for cash purposes. There are so many different reasons for offloading, but still keeping the majority of it. Um, I don't think it has to do with anything from his past because once these big deals happen, um, they have to, they do a huge betting system. <laughs> what happened? Did he go forward? Yes, he did. He's fine. He's good. Um, he's good. You have to. <laughs> uh oh. Um, I, no, I, no, I no, he's good. That when you um, when stuff like this happens, and I don't think it's necessarily the company found out something about Vince, because when mm -hmm. big companies and big deals like this happen, the it's very unlikely for them not to like run a comb through every single detail of everybody, every party involved's life. Meaning that, okay, well, we know this drama that happened. Is there anything else? Um, so I don't think it's something dramatic with Vince. It could be just something as minor as like, you know, him selling his grandson, giving his grandson the shares for his birthday or Christmas or stuff like that. So there's different there's different things that could happen. Um, Dylan saying Vince McMahon shares are worth uh, in total seven seven hundred seven hundred thirteen million dollars. Yeah, to, to that particular point, you know, I, I think this is where context is king, right? You know, so selling 8 million shares alone as a headline sounds like, holy cow, what in the world's mm -hmm. going on? But when you understand that he has 28 million shares, he hasn't even sold half of what he has, not even close, you know, mm -hmm. barely a quarter, exactly a little over a quarter. So 
Yeah, you know, to your point, it could be maybe he wanted to give a gift to somebody, you know, maybe he wanted to be benevolent. I, who knows, right? But 8 million shares when you have 28 million doesn't sound the same as just 8 million, you know, which again, you said this before in previous shows, you know, these are billionaire kind of problems, which those of us who might claim to be thousandaires can't possibly understand you know because if we gave away eight million shares if we had eight million shares that'd be the whole thing so i i think you know before we jump to conclusions in terms of he's out of here blah 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 no 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 if anything he may have wanted just an early payday to do something with who knows yeah I mean, yeah, think about it when you were a kid. Let's you know, take away the thousand air. When you were a kid, you didn't have a lot of money. $20 was everything. Then you get into yes. college, a couple hundred dollars. It's like, damn, I could like if I could just get 500 stuff like mm -hmm. that. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but that was my life in college. And um, so it's it's just kind of one of those things that now when you have the 500 or you have the thousand, it's easier for you to go and spend the five or $10 on pizza when you have a couple hundred to, to spend right. versus you have $20 <laughs> that pizza there's a very it's very like how long is this pizza gonna last when am I right. gonna different factors involved so I mm -hmm. think he's good um Dylan saying uh back in April the stock market said Vince's worth was 500 million less than what the when the deal happened uh the q3 uh, q3 report said something said something Vince's reputation wasn't a good thing um <sighs> When you look back at certain things, especially historical things, because this will be a historical thing, it's going to be revisionist history, depending on who is telling the story. And right. yeah, we uh, we were we're noting certain things, but when you when you think about the stuff that happened with Vince, we don't know every single detail, and I highly doubt that we will get every single detail. So. Right. Um, you know, the reputation of Vince could be something, but it wasn't that much of a bad reputation because he's still part of the company. Like cool. if he, if the reputation was so bad, they would have said, hey, this deal's not happening unless you are out of the company completely. And, you know, it, it clearly, clearly not. Because when it's, a, when it's a publicly owned company, you take a lot of risks if you have somebody with a totally bad reputation and you're like, okay, if I take this person on, something else happens in the company tanks, you're taking a lot of things into account. And I'm willing to bet, bet that they vetted, like did all the things that they need to do before they took on the company. And also adding like, okay, we know Vince for all of these things, but is it worth it? And they balanced it out and they said, it's worth it. And so we'll have them on. Mm -hmm. um, Jeffrey saying, doesn't Vince have a biography? Cover? Yes, he does have a biography coming out, but again, he has a biography calling out uh, coming out, but there's another thing called cease and desist. And Vince is a millionaire, probably going to be a billionaire. Um, all these other places who are putting out these biographies, they don't ask mode. So they he will allow for certain things, but certain other things if they come to light, it's 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 around. So uh, what do you guys? Anything you want to add to that? Said he said. I think that's the no. Okay. What do we got next? 
Well, there's another change that's coming in the space of WWE, and we've kind of started to see it happen as early as Royal Rumble this year. And that is the look of the ringside area. Of course, the ringside area historically has either only been branded with WWE or nothing at all. But now, as Vince McMahon was a proponent of having a clean ring, but things have changed. So we will now start to see advertising both in and around the ring, um, which is allowing, again, more advertising space to potentially be sold. And apparently Vince McMahon has agreed to this. Now, we started to see this even in previous pay-per-views where, you know, if a certain brand sponsored the match, we started to see that, you know, around the ring and things like that, whether it was Cinnamon Toast Crunch or, you know, Pizza Hut or whomever. They've been doing that recently. That is because Vince McMahon is uh, finally kind of given the green light for that. What that ultimately means is that the WWE gets to make more money because now you get to offer an even larger premium spot in terms of advertising uh, and placement, which is huge because now this means, you know, lots more money can potentially come into WWE, some significant placement that it's clear that people will be able to see. And this isn't foreign. This happens in sports all the time. If you watch the NBA, you see that premium placement over there, you know, where that will change regularly and in football and all these places. So I'm, I think this is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I like that, Dylan. Uh, I think it's a pretty cool space to be able to see, again, who's advertising with WWE. And again, people make connections with these kinds of brands. So I think this is a cool moment. Um, I, I see, I see the business sort of side of it, but I often think of, and I'm sure they're going to make it clean because they're, they're good marketers, mm -hmm. but I often think of, um, you know, the WNBA, um, and sometimes like even soccer depending the soccer teams here, not necessarily overseas where they have like six or seven, uh -oh. <laughs> where they have six or seven different logos on them and stuff like that. And I don't think that's going to happen. I'm I'm hoping that it's going to space out where it's like this particular organization is sp uh, sponsoring this match and stuff like that. Um, I just, I don't know. I just don't want it to be too cluttered because then, and we know it's a business. It, 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 we know, we know it's a business. We know, we know, we know that it's a business, but then it becomes more business than actually wrestling. Like you're, 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 you're there. To, it's almost like the Super Bowl, right? People watch the Super Bowl where some people watch the Super Bowl just for the ads in the Super Bowl, but not actually the game. And, you know, that's a good and bad thing. So that's kind of where I'm thinking it's going to start leading to where it's now, you know, we're going to have these advertisers. They might be sponsoring certain things in the ring, but now they're going to start putting money behind commercials because now people are watching three hours of Raw. And now it's not necessarily about the wrestlers. It's about the advertisers in it. So you know, I'm for it business wise, but then I'm also kind of looking at the overall, like, will this start watering down the wrestling of WWE? Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you on that from a purist standpoint. I don't really like it. Cause I, I think about boxing rings and how they tag up the ring with different advertisements like beer companies, other uh, sporting clothes, sporting goods companies, same with UFC rings. And Eventually, it does get kind of convoluted, and I, I wouldn't want that for a WWE ring apron. I mean, if it's a digital ad, 
where it just rotates and that's something different i think that could possibly work but eventually it just gets gets messy and that's where it spirals down to and again how does if it's more money to help benefit the wrestlers then sure if that if that percentage goes to the wrestlers and that's awesome kind of like how uh you can get ad space on nba jerseys and proceeds of that can be used for something else uh but i think in certain cases like for jerseys for example i'm not a fan uh this doesn't look clean kind of ruins the logo so i hope like like you're saying tk that it's spaced out that is done neat and clean maybe it's only reserved for maybe two to four spots but not something that can uh be all over the place because then it becomes kind of a situation like we're just inviting more actors celebrities just for the spot like you said it's going to spiral into commercials and other things and it's not going to be about the performances that the athletes that are, have been there are actually putting on mm -hmm. Professor? Yeah, you know, I, I think the ways that they've done it, because the funny part is they've been doing this since January. You know, that Mountain Dew match that we had at the Royal Rumble is where we first started seeing rumblings of this. And I think now that it is a public announcement, you know, they've been doing it at this point for about eight, nine months, you know, so they've been doing it. I think they are strategic in how they do it. I mean, think about it. They can offer it at a really premium price, which not all of your advertisers are willing to do. And again, I think what we've seen is kind of the digital space around the ring. We really haven't seen it on the mat and things of that nature. So, mm -hmm. you know, they still obviously want to present a clean product, WWE. Uh, aesthetically has hardly ever done something that was convoluted. So I, I, you know, history is what it is. Obviously they will like the money from it, but I think they will want to, especially with the brands now getting ready to go to different networks. You know, the last thing they're going to want to do is convolute the aesthetic there. So I think they're going to be fine with that. Okay. Okay. Um, Jeffrey's saying it happens on basketball. Yeah, I def I definitely agree. Mm -hmm. It does, and you and you need the you need the funds in order for the things to to, to happen. I definitely right. understand the business side of it, but then there's there's this fine balance when it just becomes uh, too much. I believe that WWE has. I agree with you, uh, Professor, that um, you know you're seeing the likes of different things, the the Mountain Dews of it all, the cinnamon touch crunch, cinnamon to toast crunch of it all, and it's it's becoming seamless. However. You know, when you have like in uh, a WrestleMania or a pay-per-view where it's like Snickers and Cinnamon Toast Crunch, then Mountain Dew, then this, then that, it it seems like it's too much because if I were an investor, now knowing that say there's ten investors for that for for that PLE, I'm gonna want to stand out. So now I'm gonna put more money behind the commercial of it all. It's like like because you see, for instance, when they did um was the Slim Jim. Not only did mm -hmm. they have Slim Jim, they also had the commercial of Bianca Belair. So it's kind right. of like, you know, it's, it's going to become a bigger thing, which, again, great thing money-wise, but, mm -hmm. you know, where does it leave? Um, because not every wrestler is going to be in those commercials. It's right, be the top right. That be, be in the commercials. So then that, where does that leave the wrestlers who are, are not the, the A-listers of it all? I, I also think we're going to have kind of a space where, part of the reason it won't be too convoluted is they'll only offer certain mm -hmm. amounts of packages. So, you know, it's only like, there could only be one title sponsor 
or maybe two title sponsors. So if there are multiple companies, you know, it's first come first serve kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, based on the price. So I think again, they will stru- they've done this enough where they should structure it and they would structure it, I would imagine, in a way where they're not going to have, you know, it's not going to be like a flight that's uh, overbooked, you know, mm-hmm. where they got to figure out, okay, who's going to get the seat and who's not. I think they they'll figure that part out. Um, you know, and, and we'll see how it, how it lands and we'll see where that's being used. And and that'll be, that'll be fun to see. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, what do we got next? This one's for you, uh, (laughs) because I figured you would appreciate this. So you guys probably remember, uh, certainly while the storyline for the bloodline was super hot and they were supposed to have that tribal court segment at the top of the year. Uh, well, apparently we're getting word that there are two members of the family that were supposed to be involved, but were not. That is Lance Anawai and Jacob Fatu were actually slated to be part of the tribal court segment. However, in comma, their parent company, MLW, didn't let that fly. And so this is what Lance Anoa'i uh, had to say to Wrestling News Co. He said, uh, the tribal court, they wanted a lot of us. They asked for my grandfather, my dad's, my uncle's, me, Jacob. They want us all. But due to our contracts, we weren't able to. Um, now we just don't know. Time will tell. And they're talking about where they could potentially go. Now that both of them are free from MLW, they're talking about impact or TNA. They're also talking about AEW. We'll see. But the idea that uh, that was going to happen is really, really interesting. Um, And again, this ongoing war between WWE and MLW just still seems to keep showing up in a lot of ways. And so one could make the argument that the MLW stars could have really benefited from being on the WWE platform, uh, people would have wondered where they were, and that would have brought more eyes to MLW. But Court Bauer said not so. So, yeah, that would have added a, a very interesting wrinkle, I think, to see the other members of the family involved in the tribal court. Said he said, I think, and that was the plan. I think, um, the family, the elders supposed to be there one week. Mm-hmm. It was announced as that. Then all of a sudden it became, hey, we're just putting Sami Zayn through interrogation. So I, I'm curious to see if they'll ever get back to that point because apparently we're only in the bottom of the third, according to, to Paul. But um, <laughs> they have to do something. I mean, I, I don't I don't think engagement in the bloodline angle is dwindling at all, but I think it's time for them to – Put another uh, shot in the arm as we're getting into mm-hmm. WrestleMania season. So I expect something to come up very soon. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely agree. So, so you guys, let me know because I think somebody. Well, I I think that somebody put that in the chat. It was Bosa pretty much saying um, Court was petty. Like everybody else who's in the chat, let us know if that was a petty move. And if you take the petty out of it, would you have allowed him to be a part of WWE? Because I think, um. For people who, because you have, and I think what people don't realize is WWE is the top dog, period. Mm -hmm. And you have a huge contingent that just watched WWE. That's all they're familiar with is WWE. I was talking to um, JB from all, um, 
all Caribbean wrestling. And uh oh. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. It's time to go, bud. It's time to go. Okay. <laughs> I was talking to JB from All Caribbean Wrestling, and he was talking about how he's talking to different different people about. Uh oh. <laughs> he's talking about different people. He's talking to different people about wrestling, and they're referencing like the old WWE stars. They weren't referencing the old Impact stars. They weren't referencing. I mean, you can't say old AEW stars because AEW hasn't been around for that long. Um. So. I think with that being said, it'd be beneficial to have them on because now people are going to see them on this platform because they're they're not watching the MLWs of it all. And they're going to wonder why. And all it takes is a mere Google search to say, oh, he's a wrestler too. Let me see what he's doing on MLW. I think that would have been the best play. Um, but again, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's stuff that we're not even privy to that's happening behind the scenes um, between MLW and WWE that you know, simply just is like, yeah, that's not happening. Austin probably just feel good to say no to the top dog. It could just like a power play. Just, hey, just just want to be the one to be like, hey, you can't have it. We're not allowing you to have that. And that might be just a feather and coarse cat. Yeah, but is it, I forgot the saying my mom used to say. It's like you're saying no despite of, I, I can't even remember. It's something that has to do with your nose, the spite of your nose, or something like that. Where it's just like you're saying no. Yes, you can. You're saying no because you can say no because it belongs to you. However, in the grand scheme of things, um, it's just kind of like it might have benefited you in the long run. Um, but you know, he said no, so we'll never know. Um, Bosa said, does court want us to live in a bubble and only watch MLW? I mean, I guess so. I don't know. Maybe we'll have court on the show. Um, what up, Jay? <laughs> um, but uh, Dylan's saying, if another brand gets mentioned on WWE, uh, good or bad, and then people are good. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And WWE, and here's the thing, too, because Say if court did allow it to happen and there is some type of beef happening, will WWE now be petty and not even mention, you know, because WWE in recent, recently has been announcing where people are from and if they've been wrestling overseas, da, da, da. Do you think that if this did happen, WWE would have mentioned that he is a part of the uh, MLW? Because that's where the pettiness happens, I think. Court's like, okay, well, I can do that, but then you're not gonna you're not gonna announce MLW at all because we're already in this beef. So therefore, how would it benefit me? All the things. So that could be another angle too, where it's just like, even if I did, it's not gonna benefit me at all. But it might have. I don't know. We're in a kind of a new WWE era. But what do you guys think? I I think the people, as in the fans, would have done their own research you know, to see who are these guys, particularly at that space in the bloodline, you know, at that space in January where everything was like red hot to mm -hmm. find out new people, they would have done their own research when these people showed up. So I think that they didn't necessarily have to mention MLW. Mentioning these guys' names would have been enough, you know. Would they have done that? Um, well, that's it. And then the other thing we don't know is what role they would have played. Like, would they would they have had silent parts? Would they have just mm -hmm. been standing in the background, you know, filling up almost like the security guards that we see who are usually almost always former wrestlers or current right. wrestlers?
who are in mm-hmm. indie spaces, you don't know their names unless you know who they are coming into the game. So yeah. um, it is possible that they may not have been mentioned. They may have just been kind of standing on guard in those spaces. Well, we'll see what happens next. Uh, yeah, we are in the third inning. Um, and I wonder, too, if the hypothetically, right, say we get the rock of it all and then rock and Roman and now Roman goes away. Rock obviously is going to go away. And now the um, the sag after thing is on. So we don't know if we're actually going to get the rock at all. But say right. all this stuff, because there's going to come a point where Roman's going to go. He's going to take an extended leave. There's an... <laughs> There's enough of them to create a whole nother, like if you think of the, 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 and you know, for those people who watch us consistently, we always talk about Young and the Restless. If you think of the Young and the Restless of it all, you know what I'm saying? The main story is Victor and uh, what's her, what's her, what's her, what's the wife's name or the wife that he Nikki. married like five thousand times? The Nikki. main story is Victor and Nikki. They've now mm-hmm. since had kids. The kids have friends, all this other stuff. And Victor and Nikki, we barely talk about now because there's a whole nother story happening. So we could be in the third inning, but this third inning can last another two, three years with a whole new set of <laughs> Samoans, which is very yeah. possible. It seems like You're advocating you watch- for a bloodline multiverse and other bloodline variants. No, it, when it ends, it has to end. <laughs> oh, it <not> <laughs> has to end. end for a while. It's not, it's not going to end. It's not, it's not, it's not going to end for many reasons because they're just too big of a family. What are you gonna? Yeah. Are you gonna deny? Are you gonna now deny them um, being on WWE because it's like now we already had a couple of y'all before, so we're not gonna do it again? Like <laughs> it, it, the story is just there. It's it for itself. And <laughs> Jeffrey's saying, "How long is it? the third inning?" Y'all watch baseball, right? The third mm-hmm. inning could be really quick, or it could be really, really long. Like the third it's inning true. is very dependent on. It, um, it's you know, based on how, how much, how many hits we have. Yeah, so it's it's possible. Um, um that's 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 another conversation. Cody ain't finishing the damn, but yeah, there's a whole there's so many things that are happening with that. Um, but yeah, I, I am for and y'all already know my feelings, I am for a multiverse. There's so many different stories that we can go with this, and it doesn't have to be the same, it doesn't have necessarily have to be a spin-off of Roman. But you right. know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, what do we got next? What do we have next? Uh, I believe we've got a new show coming. Uh, it's coming to Hulu on February the 2nd. That is Love and WWE featuring Bianca and Montez. And uh, as Montez Ford was doing some press for this, he recently talked to The Bump. And he said that this will be the greatest show of all time. He says that uh, we're going to get answers to pressing questions like what do they eat and what do they like to cook and what's their favorite color and what shoes do they have and how do their feet smell in the morning? So he thinks we're going to get all kinds of wonderful things. And uh, the show is going to be centered around their path to WrestleMania 39. That is the plan for uh, this new show that's going to be on Hulu. Love and WWE, Bianca and Montez. I mean, I'm for it. It, it, it it's actually recorded a while ago, so I'm wondering mm-hmm. uh, what they're gonna cover. Like, if you if you're a follower, I did the <laughs> I did the after show for the Kardashians around the time that um, Kim got robbed in Paris, and when that show happened, oh. 
yeah, when that show happened, ironically, at the same time, tandemly, um, when Kim got robbed in Paris and we were doing an after show, I was also working at TMZ. So we were covering it in live time. And then months later, I went to do the after show for it. And it's like, we've already seen all of this. So a lot of the minor things, of course, what they eat for breakfast and stuff like that, we, we don't know. However, um, a lot of the major stuff we've seen. Um, so it's just kind of one of those things that, you know, I wonder how they're going to put it all together. And it's, I think it's key in how they put the editing is going to be the most important thing. Um, because if it's not that great, then, you know, the whole season two aspect of it. I think it will be an interesting show. Um, they're two of the more fun characters on social media. We know they train together and do a lot of things together, but it just seems like I, I, I people take lightly like, what do you guys eat? But no, that's a, actually something I want to know because Montez has quite like slowly gotten huge over like the mm -hmm. past two years. Bianca just did a fitness competition just, I want to say just earlier this year. Yeah, so like there's a lot of layers to their relationship outside of WWE that speaks volumes to why people believe that Bianca could be one of the greatest of all time. People believe that Montez is a future WWE champion. So I'm actually looking forward to it. It's, it's actually, I don't watch a lot of reality TV these days, but this actually might be one that I do tune into. Yeah, I definitely agree with Jeffrey. I think Montez is going to be like, I feel like their dynamic is going to be amazing. And again, it's just really dependent on how the editing of the show happens. Like you can have a great show. And I think, uh, Dylan was saying uh, you don't want it to be storyline driven. And unfortunately, with a lot of reality shows as of late, like back in the day, a lot of reality shows, they would just um, they would just go with the flow. You had really great casting directors who casted the right people who created the stories. Now you're having, um, you know, essentially society knows the run. So now people want to become reality stars to become famous. So they turn it up and then then the casting directors and or the production company is realizing that they're not there's not a lot of substance here. So that's not the case with um, Bianca Montez. But now it's just more about the editing of it all. How are they going to edit together? And now the draw is I kind of hope it's almost on the level of Total Divas. And what I mean by that is that they're going to bring a lot of people who are not who don't want don't watch wrestling at all. But are into the culture, whether you're melanated or not, and they just want to see two melanated people who are happy do things that are against what the stereotype of melanated folks do. Um, so if you picked up all of that, you got all, you got you got you got all the the uh, the ways. Um, so there's there's that. Is the little professor okay? I think we see is, more running. He is the little professor. This episode. He is. Than ever, he is fine. He, you know, once he figured out he could get in the room, then it just <laughs> became a fun game for him. So he is fine. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Um, anything to say on uh, the reality show? Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I think it's going to be a good one. I'll be intrigued to see if they are like the fun-loving um everything is good kind of couple or if there's going to be kind of the space where there is genuine tension right mm. like you because like for instance this name may or may not ring a bell with some people i remember um 
you know, David and Tamala Mann, uh, mm -hmm. David Mann, comedian, singer, Tamala Mann, singer, um, actress as well. They've been in a bunch of Tyler Perry things. They had a reality show and, you know, it was featuring their family and they are such good natured people that the most tension you would have is, okay, we're going to have a competition with the boys versus the girls, like mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, which unfortunately the way that TV is built, we need tension. We need conflict. Now you don't necessarily want to see people fighting, right. but you want to see some level of conflict where you go, how are they going to work that out? Mm -hmm. You know, it can't be super simple. And so what gets scary here is you, you don't want it to be crazy conflict because mm -hmm. we love Montez and Bianca. There are some things that we want to know, but like, I think I'm probably more in one of my questions. I, I'm not interested in what they eat or drink. I'm interested in, okay, how does Montez handle the star power of Bianca when they work in the same company? Mm. Like if we're going to keep it real like that, you know, the fact that he's locked in a tag team and many keep saying, you know, well, Hey, you could be a mega star on your own and you're watching Bianca, you know, sort of these incredible heights. So I, I think it's interesting. I do think the other characters in there could make this very, very interesting, you know? So mm -hmm. for instance, we would imagine that Angelo Dawkins would be part of this, but who are the close friends of Bianca that might be somewhere in the WWE? Like, mm -hmm. so I'm interested in seeing those kinds of things and how, you know, she handled the road to WrestleMania and a few other things. So I'm hoping that they can give us enough story that isn't totally fabricated but shows enough conflict that would make us interested in watching i mean i think of since we are doing the the total divas uh rewatch <laughs> i think of uh jimmy and trin um mm -hmm. in some aspects of you know um i mean obviously bianca and tez are they're already married but i think right. of different aspects of that as far as dealing with family here's yeah. the problem that that i'm that I mean, I feel like these reality shows who the ones who are not story not storyline driven, meaning that they're not creating the stories, when they do these shows like that, they should also have a counselor on deck. Because mm -hmm. the moment you moment you have this and you have conflict and now you have cameras and now you're dealing with this in real time, and then you have to deal with it again when it gets released. Right. Like there's there's all that because now you're not talking about two friends, you're talking about a marriage. So, right. um, you know, again, they seem amazing and great nature people and well, um, mentally stable people because there's some people mm -hmm. who clearly don't look um, mentally stable. They seem like very like in touch with all the things. However, a human is going to human is going to human. And all yes. the little things that you might not have seen as far as it being a problem mm -hmm. could start coming up now that your entire life or let's say. 60% of your life or 70% of your life mm -hmm. is now on display for people to critique. So, yeah. um, you know, definitely hoping again, it all goes to editing and I'm willing to bet and really hope that um, another thing you learn from the Kardashians is um, having creative control or, or editing. Um, I forgot what the initial, the, the term is, but you have final cut. Yes. So I hope that they have that because yeah. that's important. That's, 
that's a whole mm-hmm. situation itself. But I feel like because she's kind of the darling of WWE, that WWE would not allow them to be portrayed in a certain light. So if they don't, I'm sure WWE does. Um, yeah. I want to be Bianca's parents make an appearance. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. It's, yeah, very curious to see. It's happening February seventh of twenty twenty four. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering why they took so long because I think it was last year that they announced that they were doing the reality show. So yeah. um, I wonder why it took so long for it to hit the airways because stuff nowadays, um, depending on the production companies, the turnover is within a year. Um, so yeah. Well, if it if it's oh yeah, because it's it's the yeah. I also think that the timing of when they're airing it, you know, will lead to probably the season finale being right around WrestleMania week. You know, if we're talking about an eight week kind of situation. Yeah. So, but then again, it um, leads to the timing because they they recorded this last year. There's well, yeah, they recorded up through up to top of this year WrestleMania thirty nine. Right. So, yeah. That, uh, to, to the another point that you made, which I think is going to be interesting, is this footage that people are going to be seeing will likely be about a year old. Mm-hmm. So I, I also wonder because you know when when the people finally see it on television, they act like it's happening right now. You know, yeah. so I'm hoping that uh, whatever the conflicts are, whatever the things are, to your point, that they are prepared for the people to start peopling you know, mm-hmm. over things that are already a year old. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, uh, want to do that last story, Logan Paul? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So apparently the brand new United States champion um, is uh, tired of being betwixt in between two lovers. And so he's finally made a choice Dylan, to figure out... That. <laughs> he's decided where he wants to hang his hat and he's going to hang his hat in the world of WWE. What this means is that the the new United States champion has for anybody who cares officially retired from boxing. He's officially retired. Apparently he is 25 and 0 in the boxing ring at least according to his records and uh, of course he had a big win over Dylan Dennis and now he is uh, no longer, you know, moonlighting between boxing and wrestling. He is giving his all in the combat world to pro wrestling. And uh, for those who don't understand why this is happening, uh, when a guy has 90 million followers, kind of makes sense that he becomes a champion, if for nothing else than the publicity. And so I think that's what we're going to see over here. So uh, congratulations to... Uh, Logan Paul, who is officially no longer moonlighting with the sport of boxing. It's him and wrestling for the time being. Mm-hmm. Said it looks like you have something to say. I'm I'm just disgusted. Uh, you 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 sent me this article and I was reading it. That's why I was spaced out during the last segment. I, I'm <laughs> I'm disgusted that we're talking about this. Like the the idea that this man's about first off, 25 and 0 is cap. He's only fought two maybe three sanctioned times he he fought two exhibitions lost to floyd mayweather lost another one lost to ksi and the dylan dance victory you just saw a couple weeks ago completely waste of time fight claiming yourself as a boxer when you are not doing that is 
just totally it stains the sport. Now, what this means for WWE, good for WWE. You, you're putting your title out there, a title that probably absolutely needs the exposure in the United States title. It's kind of been floundering around, especially when you had Austin Theory hold it that long and it didn't really elevate him to the stratosphere you want. You have the other mid-card title, IC title, reaching new heights with Gunther. You want this title to be seen as a big deal. So that's why you put it on Logan Paul. Uh, but we can we can praise Logan Paul, the wrestler, without even acknowledging this farce of a combat sports athlete, because that's not what he is. He's a YouTuber, sells drinks, and you wrestle. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> that's, that's all I got to say about it. That's great. Um, so clearly you can tell that said he said is a rest is a as a boxing purist, and I can appreciate mm -hmm. that. But I think I have talked about this um before where I did watch and it wasn't on solely it wasn't on him, it was on his brother Jake. Um, there was a reality show, not a reality show, there was a documentary on Jake on his boxing career on Netflix, and I actually watched it, and I think I also referenced the fact that I wasn't fan a fan of the Paul brothers because when we covered them when I was with TMZ, they weren't doing great things. Um, now that I saw that documentary, I definitely recommend, I think it's a good documentary regardless if you like them or not, if you like an understanding of how people work. Um, because you see his dad in the documentary, you see the interaction between the two brothers, you see their mom, um, you see the, their training process, you see a lot of different things. And I can definitely respect that. I feel like they didn't necessarily come up like the typical boxer, um, but I think they've changed the the the, the, the scope of boxing, in particular Jake, um, has changed the scope of boxing. And maybe when they got into it, they thought they they saw it as we can definitely make something work because of the amount of followers they have and the following that they have. But the fact that, in particular, Jake is taking it really serious. And then also, let's be honest, too, the fact that, like, the average person can't step in the ring and have a match with anybody. Mm -mm. So the athleticism for both of them. And then also, let's just, uh, again, with um, with Logan, the fact to step in the wrestling ring right now as well and hold his own, despite the amount of years that some other wrestlers have to what he has, is... I mean, you know, put a, put a little, and not to say that you were disrespecting him, not to say to change your opinion at all. Um, I understand where you're coming from, but I also, for me, I also can respect the fact that they're putting in the work. Um, we've seen a lot of people who they're like, yeah, I want to, I want to wrestle or I want to do this. Or I want to do that. And, you know, they have a million other things going on in their life that they can't necessarily give themselves to that. So for him to announce the retirement, I definitely think that was, um, it, Maybe, maybe the fake TK needs to hire one of the Paul brothers to do their marketing because mm. the fact that this was an announcement and then there's a you know a whole bunch of articles about it, the fact that he's champion, all that stuff that's not that that's just following their career. That's not an accident. When statements get released and posts get make, made, that's not an accident. So, right. um, you know, uh, maybe his his 25 and 0 is cap, however. I mean, it's going to be revisionist history. And, you know, when when we are, you know, I mean, the, the folks in the chat and everybody else, we are now of a of a different age group. 
nobody's going to remember. They're just going to remember boxing matches. They're not going to remember the who's who. They're just going to remember the boxing matches. And then he has transitioned to WWE and they'll remember whatever his career with WWE is. So it's unfortunate. However, um, yeah, it's going to be a different, it's going to be a different scenario. The, sto the stories that are going to be told in the next five to 10 years. Very true. Very no true. rebuttal said. Just, just, no. It's not no, no. I when when you say put in the work, there's so many things I can say about that. And it and it and it falls along the lines of like free time and privilege, but I I don't want to go down that that rabbit hole today. It's <laughs> Regardless of your free time, if you have free time and privilege, you also have choices to do 10 other things. You, if you have free time and privilege, they don't have to go in the ring. That's a choice. Mm -hmm. Like, if I had free time and privilege, I love y'all. I really do. But um, I'd be doing a two or three things differently. I, and I and I guarantee I would still be working out, but I guarantee that I would not, um, if I were in the Paul brothers situation, I would not say, hey, I want to get hit for a living. Like, it's not about mm -hmm. the money because they have the businesses, they have the money, they have the followers, like essentially they can be influencers for the next however many years, right? So it's kind of like, definitely there's a privilege because I would definitely have my six pack if I had the privilege and money because I'd be able to work out more and have all the food and all the stuff. So I don't know. Anyways, what, what do you think, Professor, since you're in the middle? I mean, literally, I get a few things. I mean, and I here's the thing. It's very, very difficult to deny what Logan Paul has done in a wrestling ring. I know as wrestling purists, we're not necessarily fans of celebrities coming in, but you know, these celebrities that have come in lately have really put in the work to do this. And I keep trying to tell people, the more I am around wrestling, you cannot just wake up one day and say, I'm gonna do it and do it well. The amount of stamina you need, most people are literally blown up after a solid minute of having to get knocked down and get up again, it's oh, whew, already out of breath. Now you got to make a comeback and you got to do it like nothing was ever wrong. It takes a lot of work and a lot of skill. And for him to have done that in the last year and a half to two years against the top names in our business, like let The Miz, Ricochet, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, you know, Money in the Bank. All of these are highly athletic matches, Royal Rumble. You know, you can't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to do this and do it well. You have to have incredible skill, incredible training. And so that's why, you know, when the, when the match was announced for Logan versus Mysterio, it was a no-brainer he was winning this because he's proven himself in the last year and a half. You know, and WWE is smart. They're not going to put just somebody there over these last two years in WrestleMania who can't stand up and live up to the WrestleMania bill. Because this isn't the WWE of 20 years ago where you can get away with a Snooki or somebody else who doesn't have the skills. So 
Logan Paul has put in work. We don't, it, it goes back to the Ronda Rousey conversation we were having on, on Wednesday, you know, just because we may not like him as a personality doesn't mean we can deny what he's actually done and what he has done is significant may not have come the traditional route of a boxer or a wrestler, but getting in the ring and doing combat sports in the way that he's done it. I got to tip my hat to him. Okay. Um, this is off topic. I, I also want fans to give Logan that same energy about doing that stuff with the title that y'all was doing page. That's all. Wait, give him, give him what, what, was, you what did you say? I want fans to give Logan the same energy about what uh -huh. he's doing with the title in the shower that they gave Paige and other people. Oh. So. Well. Don't be, don't I mean, be taking showers with the title, man. Don't, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> but again, phenomenal wrestler. Terrible boxer. You're not a boxer. He's, that's all. Uh, let me let me address the Boza comment real quick. If he was 100% into wrestling, I think he would have a successful career. I'm wondering if them putting the U.S. title on him is supposed to give him that motivation. Success came quickly. Eight matches. Um, I think we have to, A, redefine quickly. I think we also have to redefine success. Because Logan Paul getting into a WWE ring is success, period. Because there aren't very many people that can say that they've gotten into a WWE ring. This man has, has been a part of two WrestleManias, two SummerSlams, a Money in the Bank internationally, two, you know, two crown jewels, one of them in the main event. You know, you can't say he's not 100% just because you don't see him there every week. I think we have to really redefine that because the training, the training, I, I, I'm very passionate about this. People don't acknowledge the training that it takes to be a pro wrestler. There are tons of people who are doing this on the independent circuit that are working countless hours that will never get to wrestle at this level. And it's not even because they're not good. It's that they won't get the opportunity. So when you get the opportunity and you can prove that you're that good, oh, he's committed. He's committed. He doesn't have to show up on Raw every week. He's a special attraction. So he doesn't have to. And the fact that he has a championship, hey, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. And I'm it's not a Logan like, Paul fan. It's kind of like um, – nepotism so we talk about nepotism right and in this case it feels like the, the nepotism the person who's ahead of him is the money and the money and mm -hmm. the followers those that's that's one of the reasons why he's in the position he's in we can't deny that i'm sure he's right. not going to deny, deny that i'm sure wwe is not going to deny that mm -hmm. but like you were saying he's given the opportunity and he sh and he showed up you oftentimes especially in the hosting space for example you have a lot of influencers who have the numbers more than the average host and you put them in positions to host the show or host or whatever or host this and they can't even do the basics because they sure didn't can. bother they really they, they relied on the fact that well i'm an influencer i talk i talk on the phone all the time da, da, da. and that's just not the case there is just today where i saw there was just today i saw a picture of a girl interviewing somebody and she did like she was crossing over the body and y'all mm -hmm. who are hosts know 
Like that's like, what? So um, if you don't know, then you just don't know. I'm not gonna go into the, the rhyme and reason of all that, but it's just like all these things. So then you have people who are actually like, no, I really wanna do this hosting thing on top of being an actor, on top of being this. Then you, you know, tap into certain people who know, yeah, see, JD, you, you know, you're mm -hmm. in the, you're in the space. So, um, you know, again, with that being said, I, I also didn't want it to be a 30 minute love fest on Logan Paul. He's doing great. Um, you know, his, his boxing, uh, is up for question depending on who do you talk to. So we'll leave it at that. We can agree <laughs> to disagree. Cause I, again, I'm not a boxing. I, I love, I love the entertainment of boxing. Um, mm -hmm. I am not a boxing purist, so we can agree to disagree on that, whether wherever you wherever you take that. But I think we can all agree that he's putting in work. Yes, we can. Okay. We get a head nod from Sped. All right. With that being <laughs> said, <laughs> it's time for us to go. We have given uh, a lot of time on a Friday. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you, Bosa. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Jeffrey. I think we had cousin Ron in the chat. I think Eric showed up as well. Um, thank you, JD. Thank you guys for hanging with us on a Friday. Um, we have, uh, like I've been saying, I think the last week or so, we have big news, a big announcement happening next week um, and big things happening the week after. Um, very exciting stuff. Um, yes, I agree with you, Jeffrey. A very exciting stuff. But with that being said, it is time for us to bid you adieu. Seti said, uh, we'll let you get released back into the streets. Where can everybody find you? You can find me on the bird app at said says just like it reads on the screen or on the gram it says the answer currently no plugs but just support women's wrestling talk give somebody a hug today tell them you love them okay uh professor where can everybody find you uh you can find me uh on the socials at bonnerfied you can definitely check me out there you can also check out my commentary work in a few places southern honor wrestling and iwe you can check out on iwtv i've got an iwe show coming up a week from this saturday you can also check out my work with Battle Slam on Fight TV, my work with The Nightmare Factory on YouTube, my work with All Caribbean Wrestling. You can check out now on the All Caribbean Wrestling YouTube page, that being Mo Bay Bash from this past Saturday at Montego Bay. And in case you did not hear, hear uh, December the 1st, I will be making my debut with Ashe Wrestling, and I'm really excited about that some fun fun things are coming and very soon you'll be able to find out how you can watch that show if you cannot get to charlotte north carolina december is going to be a very busy month really excited about that and some cool things are on the way so again check it all out at bonnerfide Woo! and are we getting um so it's like little professor getting a show we're not you know people want want answers <laughs> want the show for him, just let me know um but you know shout little, little little professor. Professor, do, a, do a drop for the intro, I mean, I Dylan is on it. Make that happen. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll, no, I'm talking about a drop. Like when we intro the show, and you say this is, and you're watching women's wrestling talk. You know, I might, I might see if we can get them to do that. Yeah, I may see if we can see get how, the, how the how the checks are looking. But with that, happy uh, <laughs> birthday in advance, Jeffrey. Um, hope yes. you enjoy. Um, happy Aussie birthday. Yeah, because technically, I guess if you're in Australia, then it'd be your birthday. Yeah. So. Happy birthday, uh, little professor on Cameo. Uh, happy birthday, Jeffrey. <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Um, and with that being said, uh, everybody, you know, just. I'm the
go forward. Go forward. And uh, thanks for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one Women's Wrestling show on the planet. Till next time, guys. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.